Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Bucky Dent. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. Ball hits it to deep left. Barantek and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. That would be the uh, Red Sox and the Yankees. I'm Brian Shackman. He's John Senecal. This is episode 48. Uh, we will get to some specific things related to the Red Sox and the Yankees. Obviously a huge Huge series between the two teams at Fenway Park at the end of this week, which we will get to. But because, you know, Bobby Dickerson, who's the bench coach for the San Diego Padres. Third base coach, sorry. He was a bench coach before. He uh, is a friend of the show. As many of you know, two of our best episodes were with Bobby Dickerson. I think, was it last summer? Yeah, it was like before the season started, before COVID. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, just they were great. And and if you know the show, you know that uh, John has been friends with him for a couple decades, and he was in his wedding, yada, yada, yada. So uh, there was a huge viral thing that went on in the dugout where Manny Machado started screaming at Fernando Tatis The picture looks like he could have been a Karen or something, like that Karen. He's like, ah. And he was swearing, and it was on a hot mic, and- I have some some specific things I want to say about it, and basically, just John, just lay out the story of what sort of led this. Uh, really, it's probably it's probably been fomenting. I mean, this is obviously it's not a one time thing. There's obviously been some tension. The team is tanking, but what led to this specific incident? Well, a called third strike that he thought wasn't a third strike. Tatis didn't. Yeah, and he basically stood there and kind of you know showed up the umpire or whatever, and does his basically. When when Machado gets in his face and says it's not about you, he basically made it about him, and that's what it that's what it all came down to. I mean, like you he said, made it about Machado, or no, made it about himself. Like it's like, listen, who talk, made it about themselves? When he struck out, right? That's so basic, you're saying Machado's correct. Correct, yeah. Because look, it, we've talked about Tatis over and over again. How he stands there and he pimps his home runs and all that stuff, right? And he's the face of baseball and everything, but. I think at this point, Machado had to kind of humble him and say, listen, you know, you're not as good as you think you are, and you need to be a team player. So it's funny. Some people think it's rich that Machado's 
giving some sort of got to be a team player thing. I know Bobby Dickerson loves him, but he doesn't have the greatest reputation necessarily. And he, here's what I would say is that Fernando Tatis Jr. is 22 years old. He's right. a baby. Machado's seven years older than him. Right. He's 29. He's been in the league a long time. And so I do think that there is a, a, something there that maybe Tatis's perspective on the world is not – he's a baby. Right. you know, and, and, so, and he has a lot of growing up to do. My problem, and I think this is indicative of if Machado is sort of your leader, is I, I don't even believe in a lot of the stupid codes of professional sports or sports in general. I think some of them are stupid and they're made up. They, 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 they were some sort of thing that may have been unwritten 40 years ago, but like nobody... The unwritten rules. It's so stupid, right, that they've blindly followed these things that never really were a big deal, but just over time they've made it a big deal. But I would say that why can't Machado... Do that in the in the clubhouse. Why can't Machado do it down, um, you know, out of camera view? Because you like, already said it. It's been boiling. I'm sure it's right, been. But why boiling. can't he say, "Listen, let's go talk," or have somebody say, you "Let's know, go it's, talk"? It's like the, the fact that he's dropping f bombs on a hot mic at the top step of the dugout to me is also a bit well, you also of a lack remember, of Remember, it's not. It wasn't exactly. It wasn't like you say hot mic. That's someone shooting it on their phone. That's what? not. That's not like. It's not like the MLB cameras are right on him doing that. Again, not not to defend him, right? You got to be cognizant that there's cameras everywhere nowadays, right? Of course. So you got again, yes, you should take that to the clubhouse. But I'm sure that there's been problems before. I mean, why, what, what, what gets you to the point where you're gonna get in his face like that, right? I just think that Fernando Tatis is a great baseball player, right? But he's very flawed when it comes to being a baseball player. But he's also 22 years old, and he's right. been pushed around in in position, and he's been injured. And the team is tanking. They're still in the hunt, but they're they're a mess, dude. They're they a are, mess. They are a mess. And I guess my point is, is that I think that there's no doubt that Tatis probably has a bit of a runaway ego, and there probably needs to be some. Quality or is it control that Manny's there. a little jealous too? Yeah. Well, that's my point. Is like I don't. And Manny got his money, and he should be fine. And I just I don't. And he's a guy that was histor- historically as not run out some ground balls and hasn't played the field his hardest in some spots. And so, but I guess ultimately what bothered me, and I'm not into this macho thing, but it's like, if you really want to be a leader, I think that you either got to do that in private or find some way to sort of, I find one way that Alex Cora does is sort of be available face to face, but also chirp about it in the media a little bit. Right. And that's a way, somehow he finds a way to do it. Like for me personally, like none of that ever works for me. Anytime I'm a jerk, it comes back to nip me right. in, the, in the butt. It doesn't work for me, but I just it didn't sit well with me that Machado starts dropping f bombs and it gets picked up. I don't think that that's going to be effective, right? And and I think that you know Tatis could be probably like, listen, I'm making a hundred million more than you, and you're you're you know on the downside of your career. So who are you? But I think there's to me both examples: Tatis's ego and Machado's handling of it show that there's a fundamental lack of leadership on that team. Yeah, I would have to say so. There's definitely, I, I, I would think, right from the general manager down. I mean, I think at the All-Star break, he didn't pull off the right trades. They didn't have the right guns going at it. I mean, I think everybody was probably pissed they didn't get Scherzer. Right. Um, but who, who knows? Again, like Scherzer maybe didn't want to go there. You can't, you can't, we don't know the all-inner workings. But, again, they did not make the right moves. They that, you know, Snell wasn't hasn't panned out. Darvish hasn't panned out. Now, listen, I had talked I had talked to Bobby when I was down there in in uh, Miami, and he had mentioned a story about how he had a, a skirmish almost with uh, a player, in in the clubhouse, and 
you know, I won't name names, but if that was happening back at the end of July and you got someone skirmishing with a coach. With a coach. With a coach. And then, you know, I asked him flat out. I said, you know. And it's not you, Tatis or Machado. It's not Tatis or Machado, but I asked him. It is a, it's a starter. It's a star. And I asked him. And I said, you know, you think you'd take him? He said, hell no. He goes, but he better, you know, he, when I walk in here tomorrow, he'll be respecting me. So, you know, if you got something like that going on, you if, know well, there's Bobby Dickerson thinks he needs to fight for respect in a clubhouse. That's a problem. And Bobby's not the kind of person that's going to take crap from anybody, but he's not the kind of person that's going to be going calling out people when they don't need to but be called out. But he also is a guy who hasn't had to do, deal with that because exactly. he gets respect stepping in the in the in the clubhouse. This is a team I just looked at it since I think mid. But Bobby's also since, the kind of guy that hasn't you know he doesn't he isn't he isn't your pedigree. You know that from talking to him. So he's yeah. he's been in the trenches. He's seen some stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like. He's not going to call out a player in the clubhouse. I, you know, I don't know how it started, but he's not going to call someone out for something if he doesn't need to be called out. Right, and but he has credibility with that. And yeah, I, and I guess, but this is a team that I think since mid-August is like ten and twenty-four as of early in the week. So I with mean, high this, expectations. Well, and they were right there with the Dodgers at least, even if they couldn't catch the Giants. And I so mean, they're still there technically. Listen, let's just be honest. They they have to as of the beginning of the week. They have to jump over three teams, I yeah, believe, it's tough. just to get the second spot. So it, I'm not saying it's like the 1978 Red Sox type collapse, but it's a pretty dramatic collapse uh, when they are, you know, now looking up at people like Cincinnati and St. Louis, and they've spent a lot of money, a Big lot contracts. of money, and the vibe. It's so funny because this outburst with Machado and Tatis, and we can move on after this. The energy around the team. Like and just watching stuff, like it's it has seemed to be broken for a while. Yeah. Now my 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 question is is somebody like Bobby Dickerson, who's the third base coach, is like is his job on the line? Well, anytime anytime any member of the manager obviously is gonna the first person that they're gonna look at, right? Right. And the general manager. So anytime, you know, the, the front the front office down you know, most of the coaches are year-to-year contracts. Usually it's the managers that get multi-year deals. Oh, so like the guys like Bobby Dick Dickerson are usually on one-year deals? Yeah, most of the time. You know, unless you're some, you know, real reputable, you know, like say like a, maybe a Larry Rothschild gets a two-year deal as a right. coach. I mean, not to say Bobby's not reputable, but, you know, most of the coaches are on one-year deals. Now, the hope is that they stick around with the manager, right? Because the manager usually gets a three-year deal, most managers, unless you're an interim guy. Right. Um, but again, then that's the flexibility that a team gets. So, oh well, it's the pitching that's not working. Get rid of the pitching coach. Oh, it's the hitting that's not working. Get rid of the hitting coach. Right. It's not the manager's fault. So, just like in corporate America, you got a little bit of shield before you start going after the big guns. But yeah, obviously, if you're not going to perform, just like in New York, Boone and, and Cashman and all those guys, of course your job's on the line. I just I go back to like I have trouble like dealing when I was coaching high school and college dealing with a kid who was a top like a top recruiter, the best kid on the team, and this is like Division three sports or like high school hockey. Imagine if you got to deal with a young kid who's worth already guaranteed. In, I think of both Machado and Tatis as young kids, but two kids who are, are you know, making $300 million, right. you know, and guaranteed. And how do you get them to listen to you? And how do you feel comfortable approaching them? Like there's a, there's an air of unapproachability to guys like Tatis. I can't how do you imagine. coach how do you coach a guy like that? How do you tell him he's doing something wrong? Like that must be so difficult. I can't imagine and you got to earn his respect and like there's a whole different way to massaging that athlete than it is, you know, the average guy. It has to be. 
Must be a nightmare. I couldn't. I couldn't even begin just to be around the amount of the, you know the egos and stuff. And I guess that what makes a good team when you can flat out just get rid of all that. You know, when all that gets wiped aside. So I think this is a real challenge to the people around a guy like Fernando Tatis Jr. because he is such a talent. But I mean, you think about where people listening. Where were you? Where were you when you were 22? And if you were guaranteed 30, 40 million dollars a year just no for showing what. up, how? Would you behave? And I guarantee you. And that's why I, I like later in life, like I used to be so judgy about things from divorce or drug use. Like I can totally, I this is so random, but I can see why uh, rock and roll stars are drug addicts, right? I can totally see it because you know they have this huge high of a concert, and then they have all this energy, and then they go out, and then they, they then they have to get up the next day and do it again. So I can see how the cycle of up and down, up and down, and the yep. same with these athletes. When you feed the beast of ego, it's hard to get them out of that mentality. And I can't imagine what it's like at 22 i couldn't handle that money i would screw up left and right no i couldn't do it either i mean <laughs> not a chance man 340 something million dollars no way but i mean if if you're if you're running a team like that and you have that much contract sitting around i mean i think you know bobby kind of alluded to it a little bit when we talked to him um about certain people getting t- chances over others right. and I, I don't know if you remember that um, not no, having and the, it's true. Not, like if somebody had to go, the manager or, or Tatis, the manager's going to go. Right, and also maybe not having the experience you need to lead that group. Listen, you could say all you want about being a 32-year-old manager in the major leagues or a 35-year-old manager or a 38-year-old manager and the boy genius or whatever. There's a big difference between sitting behind a desk and telling people what to do and sitting in a clubhouse telling yep. what people to, telling well, that, people what to do. And to say you know, you're in your 30s and bossing around a bunch of – pushing 30 players or you're in your 50s you know regardless of what they think you you got more cred right you might be the young buck and you might have a lot of testosterone flying and you think you're indestructible and you don't have to listen to anybody but when it comes down to it and you look at someone's resume on paper you are the one that's going to look stupid for not listening in the end yeah but it's harder to convince a kid right it's hard so that's 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 the special sauce well that's That's why dusty bakers that's the Tony LaRussa's, right? Even if you're out passing out drunk at stoplights, that's why you still have jobs. Right. 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 That's the special sauce. Well, yeah. And that's why guys like Cora, I think, have threaded the needle, but I think that takes us. And look at like a guy with like Gabe Kapler with San Francisco. Last year in Philly, it was terrible. Terrible. They could not wait to get rid of him. They couldn't fire him soon enough. But the point is, is honestly, I thought they were crazy for hiring him. 100%. But I think what you what you realize is that the good ones learn from their mistakes. And and Kapler's got a huge ego and maybe he figured it out. Or maybe he just or you know maybe what he it, was just in the right place or, and, and they, they helped him figure it out. Maybe they have leaders in that clubhouse. Buster Posey. Like Brandon Belt. You know, you they know how to win. Right. And so the, the, I think that's the key just and we gotta move on. I I, th- I don't think the chemistry on that Padres team is right. Right, no, they don't not. have a Mookie Betts. They don't have a, a Buster Posey, and is it? They need someone. If they were smart, they'd go out and get somebody who they know Tatis would look it up. It wasn't to. Adam Frazier. No, <laughs> but I mean, let's let's just uh, let's just be honest. Like that kid needs somebody who's gonna he's gonna listen to, and it's right now not the manager. And Nelson it doesn't Cruz would have been great, but going through the NL would have sucked. Right, for him. he needs to. To DH. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 48. Oh, let's get to it. Let's get to what's going on for the rest of, of the season here. Okay, I mean, obviously, talk about this. Yeah, we do because 
The Yankees, uh, you know, again, we're not going to get specific because depending on when you listen to it, but I, I really think that they're in trouble, and 100% of it has to do with their schedule. And listen, they we know by now, we've talked about it ad nauseum, they end the season against the Rays, and before that they have on the road against Toronto, and before that they have the road against Boston. The Texas series, who knows? I mean, they didn't dominate the, the, the Orioles, so you can't just assume that they're going to win two or three you there. You can't dominate the Orioles and the Indians at this point of the season. You're not going to dominate the Texas. No, and you got dominated by the the, the Indians. So I want to look ahead to the, the Red Sox series. We seem to be looking at different things. We're not sure when Chris Sale's going to play. I see something that has him starting against... Um, TBD? No, I have him starting... Uh, Nestor Cortez Jr. On Wednesday against the Mets. Oh. Not, what about the... Looking further ahead, what about against the Yankees? That he would not pitch against the He wouldn't the pitch against the Yankees. No. So see, I have him pitching against right. the Yankees so on we Friday. Don't know. We don't know. I'm looking at ESPN. You're looking at Yahoo. Just and, like the weatherman says, too early to tell, Brian. Right. Well, right now, as it stands, it's an ESPN game on Wednesday against the Mets, and Sale is listed as the starter. and which that means would put, you won't see the Yankees. Right, which would put Pavetta, Evaldi, and Rodriguez against the Yankees. Now, listed for the Yankees, I see Cole on Friday, Cortez Jr. on Sunday with a TBD on Saturday. Do you have anything different? Uh, I have Cole pitching on Friday against uh, Sale, right. then Cortez uh, Saturday, and then uh, whatever. Whatever whatever able body they'd want to throw out right. there so on right Sunday. So right now I Hopefully have Cortez listed as Sunday and nobody for, for Saturday. But either way... I would say that you're going to have a situation where the Yankees probably need to sweep the Red Sox in Fenway Park. The Yankees have built themselves their own grave. I mean, they have they have to play like literally like 800 ball. They can't they can't lose more than two games the rest of the. You really? Th- I don't think it's that tight. Oh my God, they're awful right now. They, no, no. Pro- I mean, do you think they they can only stand to lose two games? I think it, it does. Yes, because the two games they lose will be the the time that they. The bad ones when everybody else wins. They listen. If you, I've been watching this team all season, like when, when my son, fifteen year old, is like, I can't watch him anymore. He's like, I. They're just they don't they just yank at you every different direction. I, I haven't enjoyed. Listen, it's not even because I'm not a Yankee. I've enjoyed watching the Yankees all year. I, I just don't think that they're put together properly. You can't be doing all the things the Yankees are doing right now at this point in the season and think you're going to win a World Series. No, you, I mean, I don't, you, you I'm can't. just thinking playoffs. You I mean, can't. I mean, like, but ultimately, like, what do you want? Like, you're going to, the ultimate goal is to win the World Series. I don't care if you're the Yankees with your 27 or you're the Red Sox that hadn't won in how many years. Every team's goal is to win the World Series, well, I right? I guarantee you. They're, they're not, they're, they're not built to win the World Series no. and all the damn strings they're pulling right now. Well, if you say, and again, it'd be the 10th time we've done this. If you say that they can't lose more than two, I don't think there's any chance that they, that they can do that then. Because I, I, I see, there's no way they're going to sweep. <laughs> I mean, you're saying they— You they, say they have to sweep Boston, and then they, you can't say there's no way they're going to sweep— No, because they have they to. Have to they have to sweep Texas, right? Because that's then the they team they got to sweep. they need to win two or three on Toronto and two or three on Tampa, assuming they, they sweep Texas. Right, and then they're going to have to sweep another team. That's just—I don't Bo- think that's right, possible. Right, but that's—so what happens if you don't if you don't sweep Boston? You lose three to Boston. You're, you're even done. further back. That's, right, that's, that's, so that's what I'm saying. They can't right. lose more than two. Right, right. Right? So you're pretty cynical, pessimistic, excuse me, at this point. Dude, they're awful. Like, I'm just sick of watching them. Like, ugh. I I don't even want to use my data on my phone anymore when I'm going somewhere The funny thing with me is that I I think the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. And whether they're one and done or not, I'm not sure it matters. But I'm so mad at them for their COVID response that it it makes – I really – 
and I, I'm not getting political, but the fact that so many guys on that team didn't get vaccinated to me is so disappointing. And the, and you know it's funny because. Uh, now, is it confirmed they weren't vaccinated? Because no, the Yankees no, had the same issue, a lot really. Of, a lot of the cases that in this recent outbreak, which I've read a lot about, Alex Spear, the Boston Globe, has a great sort of TikTok on it. But there were a lot of breakthrough cases, but they weren't all breakthrough cases. And I guess my point is is that I, I think that you have to live by different rules when you're a professional athlete because your behavior – one of the players, I don't know if it was Hunter Renfro or somebody – and I don't even know that Cora's gotten vaccinated. I really don't know. And what I would say is that like, there's an element of selfishness that I think is involved that I truly think that it, 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 it divides a locker room. I don't know if you noticed this, John, because you don't read enough Red Sox stuff, but there was a sense that, that there was tension between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated in that locker room, in that clubhouse. And to me, that's a problem. So part of me is like, listen, they're all coming back from COVID. Sale is like, I'm so grateful to be on the field. Bogarts is like, I didn't realize how much I loved the game till it, till I didn't get to play. And that's all well and good. But and, wait, and, wait, wouldn't we just coming off like a, almost a whole year where they missed playing? They missed 100 games last yeah, year. Yeah, but that's what Bogart said when he no, came but, back, and that's what Sale said when he came back. But the bottom line is, is that I, I'm just, as a fan, I'm frustrated that those guys didn't just get the stupid shot so they could play baseball. Yeah. And 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 it and it bothers me. So that's sort of my attitude. I do think the Red Sox are going to be one of those two two wild cards. So going spots. back to what you were saying about the managers, remember I I had sent you that 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 screenshot I took where it said one on the 18th of September, one major league manager on the contending teams remains unvaccinated and participate in the postseason and be near players. Major league Man- baseball says managers coaching staff must get an mrna shot by october 4th and have right. a second scheduled that manager has to make a decision first and you thought it was boone who was in question i thought it was cora right well I mean, just because boone's it, dad it playoff get... contention right? right so that's it's narrows the list well it narrows it but there's literally like what like 12 teams that are officially totally out of playoff contention so i mean that's that leaves like seven, 18 teams that <laughs> you know, it could be, it could be, we would like to think it's the Yankees or the Red Sox or some, you know, or uh, Roberts or something, some buzzword. Or I'll just say this right now as we close and we go to our nugget, then we'll say goodbye for the week is that I can safely say that if the Red Sox don't advance, which I almost don't want them to, I definitely want, there's not a team in the American League, American League, excuse me, across the board that I, I would want to win more than Toronto. Perfect, and that's what we're going to talk about right now at the end of the show. Oh, really? So we didn't we'll, even research that. No, we didn't, we didn't even, even research study it. that. But, I mean, listen, I'm a big Toronto fan, right? Like they, they, they're they, fun. They're fun to they're watch. They're a fun team. Listen, hey, listen, they got, they got the probably the AL Cy Young Award winner Robbie Ray. My opinion, the AL MVP in Vlad Guerrero Jr. Right. A whole cast of kids that can just flat out rake. And yeah, George Springer. They have Bichette. Springer I mean, hasn't even been a factor for them really this year either. Like he is not. He's like an afterthought. Right, and he's and, so he, and he's such a great player, right? Mm-hmm. They are, and they got they got some decent pitching. Robbie Ray after Robbie Ray, they're, some they're, decent pitching. pitching is their weakness, but they have some. But Stroman's listen, good. Everybody knows when you're hot in the postseason, you get hot at the right time. So you got, you got a you got a nugget. So we'll talk about the Blue Jays, right? And we're gonna talk Blue Jays postseason. So the Blue Jays, since they've been in existence, they've been in postseason one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times, right? right. Dating back to 1985. Right, and they won two series they in the won early two 90s. World series, 92 and 93. But yep. the interesting thing about this is, is every team that they've lost to has either won the World Series or went to the World Series. Huh. So they lost to KC to start in 85. They won the World Series. Lost to the A's in the ALCS in 89. Won the World Series. Lost to the Twins in 91. Twins won the World Series. 
won the World Series 92, won the World Series 93. 2015, lost in the LCS to Kansas City, KC wins the World Series. 2016, they lose to the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland goes on to lose. Makes, makes, the, World makes the World Series. Makes the World Series. I forgot. Kansas City won the World Series? Yeah, over the Mets. That's crazy. Yep. I feel like, oh my God. I Listen, I think that the Blue Jays... I, I mean, just thought that... I'm Not so much a nugget, but I thought that yeah, was interesting. Yeah, no, it's nugget-ish. And I mean, think about the other teams. I mean, who wants Houston to win? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, LaRusse La and Chicago... Literally like, literally like 150,000 people in Texas want them to win. I care less about the White Sox. And the Rays, even though I really admire yeah, them... Nobody I wants mean, them nobody, to win. First nobody of all, nobody can name them. five players on the Rays. A Razzarena and... And, uh, and a Razzarena. And a Razzarena. And, and, and then that guy, Kiermaier. That's it. the guy it. that blew his elbow out. Right. That's it. And Archer, who hasn't even really pitched And the guy that's on the team that was found another team that should have retired five so years ago. So the next time we see each other, we're going to be coming off that three-game set with the Red Sox and the Yankees. So it's going to be really interesting for episode 49. Uh, he's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. And we will see you, hear from you next week. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.